Hello and welcome back to another episode of Zap. My name is Jono. And I'm Beck. And Zap the Podcast was formed on the basis that there is a lot of good quality journalism out there. And so this is the other stuff. We aim to make the good trash treasure. We find weird, wacky and wonderful news stories from all over the world. We talk about it. We laugh about it and we make segments somewhat loosely related to it. And before we jump into anything today, Beck, um, I wanted to wish you a happy National Stationery Week. Oh, thank you. But I was. Have it's we a cele- bit odd. Okay, we yeah. Have that was, already, what I was <laughs> We have already celebrated National Stationery Week. Because I remember uh, the whole conversation about, oh, is it stationary standing still or is it stationary yeah, you know, exactly. office works? <laughs> so it turns out that there's two National Stationery Weeks. The first is uh, from the 20th of April to the 26th <laughs> of April. Okay. And then the next one is the 16th of May to the 22nd of May. How come and stationery gets so much? <laughs> I don't so know. Many I feel like days. yeah, weeks I don't, even. Yeah, it's. It, I would. Oh well, yeah. First of all, they've got they've got a week. <laughs> yeah. They should be happy they've got a week, but they want two weeks now. What's going I, on? I feel like that's unreasonable. Personally, definitely. I, I just don't see why stationery needs two weeks, two whole weeks of the year. There's only 52 of them. <laughs> yeah. And they'll happily take up two of them. They'll, they'll leave 50 for everything else. Oh, my gosh. Who, yeah, I wonder maybe there was a miscommunication or something or whoever decides the national weeks accidentally took two of the same things and assigned yeah. two. Yeah, I don't know. But it is, it is very controversial. And I think we've already celebrated it. When was that? Back in... Back in April. April, which was just last month. <laughs> yeah, it was, we, we probably celebrated it. just on, celebrated. Yeah, last, the episode, uh, like this episode, but last month. Yeah. Kind of thing. <laughs> and so it's, I find it very odd and I don't know what's going on here. Maybe there's things to uncover. Yeah. Um, but uh, let us know what which uh, your favourite stationary week is. Yeah, let us know uh, which one you're celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Beck, to kick off the show today, I have... A story that surrounds a topic that you're probably sick to death of. Because you have been quite the jet setter over the past month. This is true. And if I were in your shoes, I would probably be physically ill at the sight (laughs) of an aeroplane. I I think flights are, at the best of times, an uncomfortable, stressful and mind-numbing experience. Right. Mm-hmm. Would you agree or are you like kind of pro-flights? I am quite pro-flights in the sense that I love just the feeling of no responsibility. Like nobody can contact me. All I'm there to do is eat food, watch movies and sleep. So in that sense, I mean, it's, it's stressful yeah. Yeah, getting on the plane. Like, you know, the whole customs yeah. things, making sure you have all the right forms. Is my passport in my bag? You know, have I accidentally left a pair of nail scissors in my bag that I didn't know about? Like <laughs> that you're going to go to prison for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is this the end? Like that stuff's stressful. But once you're on the plane yeah. in the air, I'm like pure bliss until then okay, I have to get back off and yeah, all that that's stuff. That's interesting because for me, I don't know what's worse. If if it's the, <laughs> the stuff leading up to the flight or the actual being on the plane itself. Oh. Because for, for me, I'm just really and i don't know if I, i've got weird legs or something but <laughs> i just am so uncomfortable in plane seats um and they are yeah pretty uncomfortable like <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not it's not the best thing. yeah um if i'm in like a, an emergency exit row bit oh better. that's luxury <laughs> that is like lux- that is whoa, gee, that's weird. almost first class that <laughs> until, until the plane you know something goes wrong and then 
Yeah, stressful. but I like for me, and this is this is something I think that for for me, flights are stressful. Um, even in fact, like every every flight I've been on, nothing's gone catastrophic catastrophically wrong. Yeah. Right? So things with everything going right, flights are still like a stressful <laughs> and and uncomfortable experience. Right. And if but then if things go wrong, it's probably even worse. Like. Like yeah, it's that a potentially, would be <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Who knows what's going to happen? But I've got a story for you back from the UK where one flight had to turn around for a very peculiar reason. And uh, for this story, I'm going to put you in the shoes of a passenger on this plane. Okay. So imagine this. You're on a flight going to the mm-hmm. US. Uh, this is probably quite easy for you to imagine. Yes. <laughs> there. Um, and so you've had to arrive at the airport probably quite early considering mm. how airports have been recently. You know, you've done all the usual things like waiting in line for about eight hours and then checking your luggage <laughs> and then waiting in line again and then going through security yep. and then waiting in line again and then getting a coffee and then waiting in line again and using the bathroom before your flight. <laughs> and then um, so many. until you reach your gate and get settled to wait there sitting mm-hmm. down uh, until it's time to board, um, the plane starts to board. And, of course, there's more waiting because you've got to wait for your section <laughs> to board. Um, and so you arrive at your uh, small, uncomfortable seat, not much leg room, mm-hmm. and would, wouldn't you know it, guess what's next? Ding, ding, ding. It's more waiting uh, for everyone on board <laughs> to be seated uh, uh, and yes, have yes. all their stuff in the lockers and all that sort of stuff. And so I f- it feels like, and this is my experience on planes, it's like it. I feel like I've waited eons there until sure, yeah. until it's actually time for the plane to push back from the gate and, and taxi to the runway. And then you're up in the air. Uh, it's it's not too long generally from, from the taxi to the air. But you are, you're this passenger. You're finally up in the air and you're, it's been about 40 minutes since you've taken off. Uh, when you hear the captain over the loudspeaker tell you that due to some issues, the plane's going to have to turn around back to where you came from and land. I would be and like fuming. Yeah, I, w- I feel like all at that this time. stage, I'd be beyond anger. I feel like I'd just openly weep at this point. Um, <laughs> so disappointed. <laughs> yeah, and especially when, and this is all coming from th- this story, it turns out that on a particular flight, uh, that I'm that I'm getting all this information from. Mm. The plane had to be grounded because one of the pilots had not completed their final flight test <laughs> for the company. Like they, oh they just gosh. had not completed they just hopped it. On. <laughs> they just hopped on. But no, it, I think so, I'm ready. You know what? Yeah, I've done most well, of the exams. <laughs> I'll <exactly>. be fine. <laughs> In, and it's a bit misleading because upon a bit of further investigation, they were a, a fully qualified pilot. Like they were qualified oh, to, okay. to fly commercial planes. So it wasn't just like you've got someone who's who's <laughs> like halfway through their... One of us behind the <laughs> their seat. studies. I've done yeah, a few exactly. online courses, you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> just not yeah. the last I've, one. <laughs> I've played like Microsoft Flight Simulator. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty good to go. Um, but it's it's more that the they just hadn't completed the, the company, like the the... Flight, the what are they called? Plane company? No, it's not um, plane company. Airline? Um, airline, that's the one. <laughs> plane I mean, company. It took me a hot second to think of it too. I was like, I know exactly what he's trying to say. But. <laughs> yeah, they just hadn't specifically completed <laughs> yeah, all of okay. the airline's final like tests and stuff like that. And so I feel like that would make it even more annoying because you've had to be turned around because th- this company rostered on someone who, yeah. although being a fully qualified pilot, hadn't completed their final test. 
And so, the, yeah, it, it took... From them taking off, it was about an hour and a half to them landing again. Oof. And then you've, of course, everything's got to happen all like once again till they get a new pilot in, all that sort of stuff. Lots more waiting until you're able to actually get off the ground once again and finally fly to your destination. They should have and- done that thing where, like, you know, if someone's sick on a plane, they're like, is there a doctor on board? Like, and then they, <laughs> they should have done, is there a pilot on board? On board? <laughs> and then, but actually, that would freak everyone out. They're like, um, Shouldn't there be two up front? Yeah, like- we are expecting there to be plenty. <laughs> yeah, please, please. <laughs> please, yeah. I, I, that just boggles my mind that someone in the in the rostering department for this airline's like, I think, like, without... Surely there should be an, an easy way for them to know. Yeah, a like, colour code, if- like, something yeah. very simple. <laughs> yeah, it's like, do not let this person fly by themselves. <laughs> like, they are... And they weren't flying by themselves. There yeah. was the, the captain, and they were the, like, first mate or whatever it's called. Um, that sounds more like a pirate thing, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's just wild that this person's just up there being like, uh, okay, yeah, sweet. Um, don't know if I'm supposed to be here, but... Uh, <laughs> Sounds good, yeah. <laughs> let's let's give it a go. But also, like, how did they find out that they weren't... that they hadn't done the test? <laughs> like, was it just chat between the two pilots? Like, oh, you know, how was that final exam? And the other one's like, well, you know what? I didn't actually do it. And <laughs> the other pilot's <laughs> like, um, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> Join this plane around. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I, yeah, I do not understand. Um, and I think, I think airlines, they got to do better, man. <laughs> it's already a bad experience. <laughs> please, please help just us. Just let the out. robots. Let's just get get some robots in. Get the robots on it. Yeah, I, absolutely. I'm all for the robots doing this. So we just heard a story about someone experiencing what you might call imposter syndrome. So you're in a situation and, you know, it feels all right, but you quickly realize that perhaps you're not, you're a little bit, what's the word, out of your depth. I was going to say head, trying to keep head above water. I guess same, same sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. So that type of feeling reminded me way, way back when on my first day at a new primary school. So I'd gone to a primary school kindy and half of you one and then my dad got a new job and we moved like hours away and so I was starting a new school in the middle of year one which is like pretty daunting I know starting any new school even as like Mm. year seven or that it it can be very scary and so you're just going into it trying to dive straight in the deep end and just hoping things go well so I remember on my for the best exactly on my first day, uh, it was an indoor lunch, you know, when it's raining outside oh, and yeah. the teachers make you sit around the desks. And at my old school, I had always had peanut butter sandwiches. Like, I loved them so much. They, they are very good. Just a classic. And on white bread, too. Like, honestly, mm. it still hits different having a, a peanut butter sandwich on white bread. <laughs> so I was sitting at my table um, with who I thought might be my new friends. Don't know. Just met them. Uh, pull out my sandwich and start eating it. Pretty, pretty shy, just, you know, having an eat. And then the girl next to me, uh, who actually turned out to be one of my good friends <laughs> in the moment, was like, looked at me and goes, is that peanut butter? And I was like, yeah, 
it is. And I'm already thinking like, <laughs> and, you know, is, is, is that uncool? Like, what have yeah. I done? Oh, no. Like, oh my <laughs> yeah. gosh, mom, pick me up. Like, take me home. This school is not for me. <laughs> They're judging me for peanut butter. And she, you know, in school when people would like put their hand up and they sit really tall, like the goody two shoes, yeah. it's like that, mm, miss. Yeah. So yeah. she does that and she goes, miss, miss, miss. And, and she's like, what is it? And she's like, Rebecca has peanut butter. And I'm like, guys, why is everyone so obsessed with my sandwich? Like, what's going on? Just let me eat in peace. And I think I actually remember I just kept eating as this whole kerfuffle is going on because I didn't know what, <laughs> yeah. what else to do. I was like, exactly. Hey, just, yeah, you know, going. head down, keep eating. Yeah. And then um, my teacher had to came over and although I can't even remember if the teacher came over at first, but I remember the girl sitting next to me was like, we can't have peanut butter at this school because people are allergic and they'll die if you eat peanut butter. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. And, you know, now understanding that allergies to peanuts and like anaphylaxis is super serious, but yeah. I, I just had no idea that was even a thing at my old school. Like no one was allergic to peanuts. I had no understanding of it and so then I start freaking out and I remember everyone around me was like yeah I'm probably overplaying it in my head but it was like super dramatic like I just remember all (laughs) eyes staring at me as if I had brought a weapon into this classroom and had started using it like a nunchuck was flipping it around or something and so then chemical warfare into the classroom (laughs) um so then the the teacher was very nice about it I remember then I had to go to the bathroom and she was like just wash your tongue and I was like okay (laughs) wash your yeah. <laughs> so I couldn't even finish my lunch and was had to go to the bathroom and wash off my tongue. But then, you know, the kid who had the peanut allergy ended up being one of my really good friends too. So, you know, I'm glad that <laughs> that little moment of imposter syndrome, I was able to get over it. And yeah, all's well that ends well. All's well that ends well. But yeah, it was a, a moment of horror for, <laughs> for, for little Beck. <laughs> Zap the Podcast merch is finally here and you can check it out by heading to zapthepodcast.store. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts and more all with original designs beautifully printed on quality fabric. So head on over to zapthepodcast.store and get yours today. Beck, the world of investments and crypto and stocks, it can be a wild one. And it's a world that I know very little about. Um, yes. It all just sort of goes <laughs> over my head. I have no idea um, what what stocks are good, what stocks are bad. I don't even know how to buy a stock. How do yeah. you buy a stock? Um, like, is there an eBay apps, for stocks? I think <laughs> I, I do, the one I don't understand is NFTs. Like, that just... Yeah, I doesn't. That, I literally don't even know. Don't even know what it stands yeah, for. That's it's NF. Well, NF. Actually, I know what NFT oh. stands for. It's um non fungible token. Oh. is what it means. Um, fungible. And I I think a fungible. <laughs> I don't. I actually don't know what fungible. Yeah, means. it's What's a fungible very strange mean? word. Fungible <laughs> meaning. It means it's fun. Um. Jibble. Um. What? <laughs> Fungibility is the property of a good or commodity whose individual units are essentially interchangeable and each of whose parts is indistinguishable from another part. Kind of makes sense. I read the words. Yeah. (laughs) But I I don't understand it. Um, There were words. So it it is. It's a wild world. Crypto, I I know there's like apps and things to buy that, but I probably wouldn't dip my toes into it because I just wind up losing money. I have no (laughs) idea about it. Um, And so... And and I would like to 
to make a disclaimer that this segment is uh, in no way an encouragement of doing that to jump into investing or anything without doing proper research. <laughs> yes. Right. This is this is this is We're not, not financial advice. No. Yes. We definitely <laughs> yeah. must preface that. <laughs> but I, I did see a video a few weeks back, um, and it sort of showed me that perhaps, perhaps. Uh, and this goes back to that disclaimer. Perhaps stock trading may not be as hard as I think. Um, now, this, yeah, it's, it's. I'm not encouraging this. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm very intrigued as to what you're about to say. Yeah. Uh, but with that out of the way, so <laughs> okay. Here's this is a story. This is uh, yeah. what the video sort of entailed. It's uh, was by a man by the name of Michael Reeves, and he is a creator on YouTube and spends his time creating wild and wacky robots and devices uh, using mm. his knowledge of coding and and technology and like he probably has a whole bunch of experience with electronics that sort of stuff. Um, and his most recent, in his most recent video, he speaks of uh, how he lost money using uh, an app for uh, like investing. Right. And so he asked the question, "What if there was something that could trade stocks for him?" Right? Oh, and so yeah, that makes sense. He enlisted the help of a stockbroker by the name of Frederick. Although Frederick <laughs> isn't your average stockbroker, he's more. Orange uh, and scaly and aquatic, uh, commonly found in pet stores. In short, Frederick is a goldfish. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and Michael wants to find a way for Frederick to help him to buy and trade stocks. And the way he does this comes in a few steps. So to start, Frederick lives in a large rectangular fish tank and spends his days swimming from one end to the, to the other, enjoying his fish flakes. Uh, but has a pretty hard time communicating with Michael as he can't really speak or understand much of, mm. a, of any sort of human interaction. So <laughs> Michael sets up a camera and some software in front of the tank to be able to track which side of the fish tank Frederick is on, either left <laughs> or right. And so this is how Frederick's going to be able to make decisions. Oh my gosh. Right. And the next step was to set up a large TV monitor above the fish tank that would, with some code, display two potential stock options at the top uh, on this on this screen, one for the left and one for the right. So combining this with the tracking software, Frederick would essentially be able to make a decision between the left and the right stock by spending more time on the left or the right side of the tank. Um, with every okay. and, and he'd have a new set of options displayed about every thirty seconds. So in that thirty seconds, whichever side of the tank Frederick was on for longer, that was the choice Frederick had made. And right. So after a bit more coding and adjustments to the software, Michael was able to let this software run automatically and make real purchases and make real sales and, and trades and all sorts what? of things on the stock market for a duration of three months. Just right? because the Goldrick, Goldrick, the goldfish, Frederick, was either swimming left or right. It would, yeah. okay, wow. It would, it would make choices and make these, yeah, these purchases and, and <laughs> trades and yeah, it would trade on the stock market. I love it. Based on, yeah, if Frederick was on the left side or the yeah, right side. Based on how it was feeling. <laughs> exactly. And so you're probably wondering how good a fish is at choosing stocks. Uh, and I can tell you that over <laughs> the course of three months, which is how long he ran it for, Frederick the fish was able to make a grand total of $1,007. Wow. 
a thousand bucks. I know. Probably the highest paid goldfish or highest earning goldfish. I I reckon Frederick could easily retire off that. What does he need? Fish flakes? Like the amount of fish flakes you could buy for a thousand and seven US dollars. Set for life. (laughs) Is wild. Like you could probably get some, get a nice little, little fish, fish tank house. Yeah. One Um, of those fake scuba divers in the corner. Yeah, absolutely. A treasure chest a that has, has seaweed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The treasure Everything chest is a good one. <laughs> you could ever want. And I, I think it's just wild that, cause he also um, compared it to a community online called wall street bets, mm-hmm. which is a, a community on Reddit that makes speculations based um, on like a lot of it's just like memes and things. Um, <laughs> but they, they make speculations and and um, basically he made an algorithm to scrape through that community and every time someone was like promoting a particular stock or something, he set that algorithm to then purchase those stocks. Oh, and so okay. the yeah, so the algorithm for um, that community I think lost about six grand, <laughs> whereas this fish made over a, just over a grand. That's incredible. And, <laughs> Yeah, it's wild to think that that a community of people um, that uh, that sole purpose is about stocks and stock trading did incredible, like far worse, yeah. multitudes <laughs> worse than just a fish who didn't know what it was doing, swimming left and right. And I think, if anything, that's inspired me because who needs uh, education in finance and <laughs> stock management if a completely unqualified fish can make a grand on the stock market over the course of three months? And, I mean, who's to say I can't get a fish? Exactly. Right? <laughs> I, I think you're going to say would. who's to say you can't just do it yourself. You know, no, I would Left that. or right, no. left or right. Yeah, well, I could yeah. do that, yeah. I suppose. <laughs> I could. That's a good point. Yeah. Left or right. You know, I cut the middleman. <laughs> don't need yeah, the fish. Out, yeah, cut out the middleman. <laughs> that way I don't have... Yeah, I, I think that's a good idea. Although the I'll fish just... is a fun little gimmick, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and it also it means I don't... like Because that's 30 seconds... Every thirty seconds for three yeah, months true. Could, could be uh, a bit, a bit get in the jarring. way of things. Yeah, uh, yeah when would we might... record every thirty yeah. seconds? Every yeah. thirty seconds, I'm just like, oh, sorry, one moment. Yeah. <laughs> so this episode, we've been talking about a few crazy things, including uh, getting into situations that you didn't know how or imposter syndrome, or just doing things that you didn't know were possible. And it kind of got me thinking around the lines of when people get into a situation that they didn't know how they got there, how do they justify being there? So either what's their excuse, how do they give a reasonable explanation, or what might their cover story be if something else is going on that we might not know? So it led me to coming up with this sort of game, which involved one of my favorite things to put in games, which is a spinning wheel. Yes! (laughs) The random wheel generator that is on Google. And this game actually has gone above and beyond of the other spinning wheel games because I've had to use three different websites. Three! (laughs) There are three spinning wheels in this game. Oh my gosh. So how it works, and we can both um, play this game as well, Jono. Oh, yes. So I haven't, I've come up with the things that have gone in the spinning wheel, but I honestly haven't given them given them much thought as to like okay. how I would answer these questions. So don't worry, I'm not, I don't have any pre-prepared answers or anything like okay. that. Whew. So <laughs> basically there's three levels to this game. So I'm going to randomly spin three different wheels. The first wheel 
is what you've been caught doing. So for this okay. one, there is six options. So I'll quickly, oh no, maybe it's five. Yeah, five. So I'll quickly read through these. So there's running on all fours up a set of stairs. Yeah. (laughs) The second one is licking food at a party and putting it back on the plate. Yeah. Yeah. Third one is dressed up as a clown. Just random. Uh, (laughs) Fourth one is running a marathon, the opposite way to everyone else. So like everyone's running one direction. (laughs) You're running in the marathon the other way. There actually is six. Sorry. Trying to fit your whole fist in your mouth. (laughs) <laughs> and the last one is drinking leftover cereal milk with a straw. So not all of oh, these. Yeah, yeah okay. some of these are fun things to be caught doing, right? But uh, they but all kind of slightly shameful. Exactly. They all <laughs> probably would require an explanation if someone caught yes. you doing these things. Yes. The second one is it's not going to be us who's being caught, or it might be us, but we have a certain persona to us. So there is oh, five okay. five personas. <laughs> so I was writing doctor, but I've just realised the R dropped off the end. So there's doctor O. Um, yeah. There's school teacher. Sorry, I'm losing my voice a little bit. There's Colonel Sanders, of course. Need to yes. him in there. There's a hot dog vendor. And then okay. there is a judge from The Voice sitting on the chair. So I, I don't really mind which <laughs> voice <laughs> judge. I know that Rita Ora is a judge. Guy Sebastian is a judge. But I just thought a general kind of judge from The Voice. But I had the image of them sitting on the chair. So <laughs> they're doing yep. whatever they're doing on the chair. The third wheel we have is the scenario. So what time of day it's happening or almost where you are. So there's four of these. There's in a dark alleyway, during a dinner party, just casual dinner party, sunrise at the beach or lunchtime rush at KFC. So we're going to spin these all twice. So Jono gets one, I get one. We then maybe have one minute. One to two minutes to craft up a little, perhaps a little story about what's going on. And then we will, through the power of editing, share them right away. So are we ready? Let's, let's spin these wheels. I'm I'm going to start for Jono and I'm going to start with the, what Jono was caught doing. So let's spin. (laughs) So the wheel is spinning away. Tick, 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 tick. And I think... (laughs) So Jono's oh, no. one is running on all fours up a set yeah. of stairs. <laughs> I'll quickly spin it again to see which one mine is going to be. And mine is, oh, I've got, we're both running. Mine is running a marathon the opposite way to everyone else. Yeah. Okay, Jono, what is your persona? Let's find, Let's out. find out. This is also good. It's given me a good sense of which the best spinning wheel out there on the internet is. I think the first one was definitely <laughs> we'll do, a bit quicker. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do a review. Yeah. <laughs> the okay. best spinning wheel. In true as that fashion, Jono has got Colonel Sanders. Okay, I'm Colonel Sanders. And mine is, so so far you're Colonel Sanders running up a set of stairs on all fours. Yeah. I am... A hot dog vendor, okay. <laughs> and Jono, where were you when this was happening? Okay, this one, I'm not sure this one is a good one. Okay, no, it's spinning now. That's a good start. Oh, lunchtime <laughs> rush at KFC. Okay, <laughs> okay, I promise everyone I'm not making this up. This is actually what is happening. And I am during a dinner party. Okay, this doesn't make sense. <laughs> but I'm during a dinner party somehow running a marathon the other way. Okay. Oh, so, yeah. As we said, let us 
go prepare a quick answer and we'll be back very soon. And just like that, we are back. We have come up with our cover stories. And Jono, would you like to start us off? I certainly would. Uh, and so my my three spins were that I've been caught running on all fours up a set of stairs. <laughs> I'm Colonel Sanders, and it's the lunchtime rush at KFC. And uh, this is this is my story. <laughs> <laughs> this is my story. This is my story. KFC has changed the secret recipe. <laughs> And now that I've sold the business and can't make changes bureaucratically, I've taken to a display of protest at the biggest KFC in the Southern Hemisphere, <laughs> Newcastle. I've stormed in there. It's the lunchtime rush. And I jump the counter and start shoving chicken into my pockets. <laughs> this chicken isn't fit for a store bearing my logo, bearing my face. Now, with suit jacket filled to the brim with various cuts of chicken, I begin walking to the back where they make the burgers before a muscly manager stops me in my tracks. Quick as I can, I leap back over the counter, but before I can get to the door, the manager's beaten me there. I start to retreat with my precious. I regress <laughs> into a Lord of the Rings golem-like state and start walking around on all fours. The manager b- barks at me and forces oh me, God. backs me towards the stairs. I crawl up the stairs on all fours, slowly maintaining eye contact before the police arrive and arrest me. <laughs> wow. And the, the funny story, thing is to be sure. that it sounds almost like a prequel or a sequel to our our, it does. our novel, well, our Kramer novel. That's right. Our Kramer yeah. novel. Well, famously, um, Colonel Sanders, when when he had sold the business, they did change the recipe a little bit, and famously, he went to stores and <gasps> would just be a t- like a pretty rude guy. Oh my god! To the people that worked there. Yeah, I um. Well, I saw as he this. should. Yeah. Yeah, if they if they're real, if they're mucking around with his secret formula, I know. Then um, yeah, so he that's what he used to do <laughs> after he was no longer in the chicken biz himself, and he's wow. uh, a bit so bored. I feel like, yeah, this really speaks to that version of Colonel yep. Sanders. It sure does. Shed a shed a fine light on it. Mm. Okay, so I'm not sure how to follow that, but mine was running a marathon the opposite way. I was a hot dog vendor, and it was <laughs> during a dinner party. So let's let's go. I'm, I'm interested to see how this goes because none of those. I feel like almost all of those don't work very well they, with each other. They really don't, and I should have <laughs> thought of this before putting things into the wheel. I feel like your one quite nicely, you know, lined oh, up. Mine yeah, is yeah. like you know the opposite ends of the spectrum. But let's You've got dive quite in. The challenge. Yes. So there I was sitting at dinner. It was with my extended family, perhaps about 25 to 30 of us there. So a long table, as you can imagine. That's when my phone rang and I saw it was my Aunt Molly calling. And Aunt Molly wasn't at the dinner table. She was explaining how she'd fallen three quarters of the way through a marathon and couldn't get up. When she'd fallen, she'd seen a hot dog van in the distance and so obviously thought of me because I'm a hot dog vendor. (laughs) (laughs) I was actually on my dinner break so I could join this family dinner. Anyways, I was the only one to help. We were having dinner at my cousin's house, which is right near the end of the marathon. My hot dog van was actually set up at the end of the marathon because I'd heard the first thing people crave when finishing a marathon is a hot dog and a cold Coke. (laughs) I ran out of my cousin's house, saw the track was empty, left my van there and started running to save my Aunt Molly. It was about 20 minutes later I realized I should have driven. (laughs) I actually forgot I was running the course of the marathon. A short while later, I then saw a group of people running towards me 
and realize what was going on. But I just had to save Aunt Molly. So with the now lukewarm hot dog I'd stolen from my van before my quest in my hand, I powered on through, running the marathon in the opposite direction until I'd found Aunt Molly. Luckily, she was fine. I was a little insulted she was eating a hot dog from the competing vendor she'd seen when she took the fall. But I put her on my back and carried her to the finish. We both got disqualified for my reverse running, but she did make it back in time for dessert. Hey! Hey. Oh, Aunt Molly. Aunt Molly. (laughs) So, yeah. um, I'm always quite impressed at how we um, come up with these random... (laughs) Yeah. Stories from yeah. random um, inspiration, but it's, that was a lot it's of fun. what we do. Wait, we do. I don't even think I said the name of this game, did I? No. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so sorry, everyone. There actually is a name for this game. We were workshopping it before, but I think it's perhaps a nice way to bring us into the outro. Yeah. So the name of that game was "Spin the Wheel for Fame and Glory," and also share your cover story. So. There we go. <laughs> that wraps Wonderful. us up for today. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That does bring us uh, to the end of the show today. Uh, so thank you very much for listening to us. Uh, have, have a chat. Have a laugh. I uh, <laughs> hope you did too. Uh, make sure to check us out on our socials at Zap the Podcast on uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. They're the sort of places we post. Uh, and check out our merch, uh, zapthepodcast.store. It's a great way to support the show uh, if you're interested. Uh, but without further ado, thank you so much once again uh, for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed. We certainly did. And uh, we'll catch you in the next episode of Zap. Bye. Bye. <laughs>